Thank you for hitting play on the Successful Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Ren Lopa, the CEO and founder of Wolf and Rabbit Inc. Salon Marketing, and I'm obsessed with helping hairstylists book luxury clients in just 30 minutes a day. My students have been able to double their sales in only 30 days, and so instead of worrying about their next paycheck, they're focusing now on raising their prices and scaling to that 10K month level. You can have that too. Today's training is all about the phrases we use that actually block our clients from paying us more money. And when you hear these phrases, which I share right at the beginning, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Truthfully, making offers and, you know, trying to get clients to rebook and trying to get them to use the right hair care, it's hard. Sales is uncomfortable. And I know in your heart, you're mostly worried about being misunderstood. You don't want your clients to think that you're greedy or insensitive to where they are in their life. But I think in today's training, you're going to have a lot of clarity on not only how to overcome this and get more comfortable with it, but also how to realize that people have more when they pay you money, not less. People have more when they pay you money, not less. Yes, I said it twice because I really just want you to hear it. It's really important for you to understand the value of what you bring and how important your role in your clients' lives are. I hope today gives you a new perspective and some fun exercises to get more comfortable and really own how incredible your business is and the impact you're having on your community every single day. Come and join the conversation over on Instagram at Renlopa Official or search for the Successful Hairstylist group on Facebook to continue this conversation and give me your feedback. I want to hear how this felt for you. What discoveries did you have? What pissed you off about it? Let's talk about it. Okay, let's dive in. I posted a reel this week all about you know, what not to say behind the chair to start making more money. And the response I got was really beautiful. I had lots of DMs coming in, lots of people who reshared and were engaging with that. So I thought that we would focus this training on really furthering that conversation. I think that there's a lot about sales that is really scary an icky feeling for our industry. And so I want to talk more about what all of this looks like, how you can really get centered and come to the table better for your clients. Because ultimately, sales isn't just about us going home with more money in our pocket. Sales is about serving. It's about like having a servant heart and really showing up for our clientele. And our clients feel the difference in a good way. And obviously everyone can tell when it's like a sales, you know, like a car salesman experience. So we want to avoid that. But in general, really good sales experiences actually build more loyalty and all kinds of things. So let me pull this up here. Hi, everybody. Go ahead and comment and tell me what, where you're watching from. I would love to know where you guys are. Tell me something you're grateful for today. Let me know how it's going. So happy you're here. 
Okay, so some of the phrases that I shared yesterday that we need to stop saying in order to make more money behind the chair, these are phrases that I call buffers. So inside the luxury client method, which is like my program where I help stylists book clients and double their income in just 30 days, we talk a lot about these buffers and how a lot of times we make an offer to our clients, but then we give them an out and it's because we feel like we're worried that they're going to think we're greedy. They're going to think we're being salesy. And so we do it out of almost this like little nervous feeling in our stomach because we don't want to be misunderstood. We don't want people to think badly about us or anything like that. Hi, Alyssa. So these phrases sound something like this. So, um, or you can call me when you're ready, right? So that one might come up when we are going to rebook someone. We're like, okay, Susan, I need to see you in seven weeks, or you can call me when you're ready, right? And we, again, we're saying that because we feel awkward. We don't want somebody to misunderstand us. We don't want to feel greedy. So then we say that, but that is actually sabotaging the process. So another one is going to be, okay, here are the products that I recommend for you, or you can just use up what you have at home first. Okay, so again, we make our offer, we're explaining it, and then we keep talking and we give people an out. So we would want to eliminate that. And then the last one that I have as an example is, well, it is $50 more and you're already spending so much, so maybe next time. Okay, and that would be when we're offering an upgrade, we're talking to people about you know, trying a new service or something like that. And then anytime that we feel like our client is just spending so much money, they can't possibly spend more money with us, we get into that awkward place. So what happens there too is we might not make any offers, right? We might be like, ooh, they can't afford that. I'm just not gonna say anything. Same with rebooking, same with retail. Oh, there! I would never spend $200 on my hair personally, so they're already spending more than that. I'm not gonna say anything else. I'm just happy they're paying me what they're paying me. So what we need to do is actually go deeper into why we're acting like this, okay? So I want us to use this free training today as an invitation to go a little bit deeper. So let's talk about sales. I know, again, not sexy, not cool topic, but let's talk about sales on a deeper level because I want you guys to see that really sales is just an exchange of energy. It's just an exchange of energy and an exchange of belief. And I'm the most people-pleasy, like heart-centered person ever. I'm not somebody that is like, I'll do anything at all costs to get whatever. It's just, it's not me. Those of you who know me know I'm so not like that. I'm like almost too genuine, too authentic, too heart-centered sometimes. So it's like, if I can do this, if I can get comfortable with this process, I know that you guys can do it. I really know you can. Okay, let me catch up on a few of these comments here. Okay, awesome, Dallas, Texas, welcome. Selena's here from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Awesome, so happy you're here. 
and we say i know it's so weird because when i worked at four seasons i upgraded them all the time without a thought yeah that is so interesting so what i discovered too is the same thing when i'm selling for someone else it's so much easier right when we're selling for ourselves when we're selling something we created or we do that's when the scariness comes in it's the same with marketing right it's easy to be like Oh my God, that restaurant down the street is the best restaurant ever. Best cupcake I ever had. Everyone has to go there. And we talk about it with so much like passion and enthusiasm, like so easily. But when it comes to being like, I am an amazing hairstylist, come and see me. It's like we clam up. So I love that you're paying attention to that. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump deeper into how we can have a better relationship with sales as hairstylists. So the first thing that I want you guys to do is I want you to really look at your offers. So this would be the services that you offer, the products that you offer, um, maybe the add-ons that you offer. Like I teach my students, you know, how to create these really fun um, express services to really spoil their clients when they're there. But look at all of these things that you offer and really ask yourself, if there's something about them that you're not enthusiastic about, okay? Because genuinely for me, I feel so proud and excited about what I have to offer that I genuinely feel almost a little bit sad when people don't work with me because I know I can help them. I know they're gonna be better off working with me. And so I have that conviction and I genuinely think what I give is 10 times what people pay for it. I feel like it is a steal and it can be life-changing and I just, I believe in it with my whole spirit. So if you don't feel that way right now about your services, if you're not feeling that excitement and that energy about them, I want you to ask yourself a couple things. The first thing is, what would you need to do for those services or for let's say the overall experience in order to feel that excitement? So what would that look like? And this doesn't necessarily mean overhauling anything. This is really just on almost like a spiritual, intellectual, emotional level, looking at your services and saying, why do I feel icky offering that? Like, do I not think it's that great? Do I not feel like people really need it? Do I not really believe in it? Like, where is this block coming from? Because chances are it's not just financial. We all know that when people really want something, they magically find the money for it. Like we, like you magically can find money to make it happen. So it's rarely ever money. So it's like, what is blocking you from feeling proud or excited or any of those feelings about your services? And then look at what you can do to feel proud of them. If you could have services that you genuinely felt were a gift, you know, even people paying $300, it's this gift that you're giving them to work with you. How, e how much easier is it gonna be for you to promote yourself, to talk about extra services, to get people to rebook? There's just a confidence there that comes because you know you're offering something incredible. So many stylists I've worked with, especially with retail, I've seen this because so many stylists I've worked with have had a breakthrough finally with selling retail or getting their clients to take home products when they finally switch to a product line that aligns with their values. 
So for example, switching to a sustainable organic line, all of a sudden it's off the shelves. They can't even keep it on the shelves. What changed? Not price, but their belief in it, their, con their connection to it of being like, no, I'm not only offering people amazing products to care for their, you know, prized possession, their hair, but I am promoting a company that I feel really good about who really helps people. So we need to make sure that the services, hey Nicole, we need to make sure that the services that we're offering, the retail that we're offering is aligned in our spirit. Because when it's not aligned, we are going to just drag our feet, sabotage, all kinds of things. Okay, Alyssa says, I find when I put myself in the client's shoes, it helps me to think the way they do and see what would benefit them the most. I love that, Alyssa, yes. And that is what it's like so often that does bring me to the next point actually Alyssa. so that's a perfect segue but so often we assume that other people buy the way we buy right we think other people um make decisions with their money or make decisions with their beauty services or their hair the way that we do and truthfully you are a luxury service like i say this i feel like every single live stream but if people aren't going to the family economic chains of Supercuts, Sports Clips, and all of those wonderful places, then they are choosing a luxury experience and a luxury price point. So you guys are luxury and luxury shoppers, they might be different than where you are in your career. If you're early in your career and you're still building your income, you might be somebody who is more focused on discounts or deals or always you know only getting what you need what's necessary but those luxury clients they're not like that so the second thing that i want you guys to think of when it comes to sales and making offers behind the chair is not every client is the same and we actually need to be hearing no on a regular basis so in luxury client method I have a phrase that I talk about, which is good to know, like N-O, <laughs> because if we're not hearing no, we are not showing up for our clients in the way that, that we need to. And I get it because when you hear no, 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 it's like, oh, people don't like that. People don't want that. But really, it's just a service. It's, it's like a, a servant heart that you're showing up with, just giving people options. That's it. So when we are assuming these things about clients that they're the same that they don't have money that they can't afford it that they're already spending a lot what we're doing is we're literally just making up a story you all i did this experiment where i challenged my students to um, do this trick with retail that was very simple and actually involves like no selling at all, but I challenged them to do this trick. And many of them were shocked when their clients actually bought full boxes of retail basically. So full sets like shampoo, conditioner, stylers, um, deep conditioning masks, dry shampoo, like full sets of products when those clients had never bought anything before. And I think that what surprised them the most was that they had labeled those clients almost mentally as people who don't buy retail, don't like retail, don't need it, get it on Amazon, you know, all of these different things that we tell ourselves. So 
I want you to just challenge yourself to see what stories are existing about your clients in your own head in that real time, in that moment when you're behind the chair with them. And I know that some of your clients might say, oh, I lost my job or oh, I'm tight right now. But you guys, again, luxury clients, you are probably their splurge. You are their self-care time where they're ready to like spoil themselves. You know, they want to go all in. Many people do. So when we don't give the options because we're scared, we miss out so much and that client misses out because that might be what they were looking forward to the most is like, oh, I can't wait to just have like expensive, nice smelling shampoo in my shower. Like that is my treat, you know, and we want to give that to them. We want to make sure they have that. Okay, so the last thing that I want you to do to work on your sales, work on your offers behind the chair is I want you to pay attention to these consumer trends. Okay, so this is what I mean when it comes to this. So right now from, I would say the buildup was really happening in kind of 2020, but this has continued and it's continued to blow up. And that is the custom hair care trend and custom skincare trend. Okay, so I'm sure you guys have seen even in Target, there is like brands like Curology or there's even other hair care brands where online you'll take a quiz so they'll ask them like what, six questions? Then it will tell them what they need to use and send it to them like with their name on it. So we might look at this and be like, oh my gosh, like, whoa. But you guys, you are the customization masters. Like you are right there with them. You know better than anybody what they need. So you're somebody who's, ahead of this trend. You've been doing this your whole career, but it's about remembering to tell our clients this, right? So if personalization is trending, we need to, when we're making our offers, remind our clients, this is personalized. Like I hand selected all of this. I rarely put this mix together for anyone, but you know, here's your weird mix of hair products just for your goals, you know? really just emphasizing this is for you because why would somebody go on Amazon and buy something that's half of the price that's trending when they have a literal beauty influencer, a literal like beauty expert, you at their fingertips customizing everything for them. So when we see consumer trends going on, we need to just introduce that verbiage into what we have. So even for example, if you think about like, the coconut oil trend where that was like everywhere. So many hair products use oils in the formulas. So it's like, which products do you already have that use oils? So when your clients are there, it's like, yeah, and you know, oils are a huge thing right now. Everyone's talking about them. These products actually have oils. So you've been ahead of this trend by using these. I still recommend them for you. They're great right? That just sounds like, oh, wow, like she's in on the trends. She's not shaming me for liking the trends. And I see how this hair care works with what I'm feeling excited about in the moment. So those are the three things that you can do to start getting on top of your sales. And I know that this is such a big conversation, but this is really going to help you. So just to recap, Number one, I need you to believe a million percent in your products and services. So 
if you're feeling that icky feeling when you go to offer a shine gloss or take home hair care or foiling, I want you to really ask yourself why and what you can do to make it something that you are so excited for somebody to get because you know that they're going to be obsessed with it, okay? Number two, I want you to know that not every client is the same. Not everybody buys products like you. Not everybody thinks about products like you. They, some people are the opposite of you. So we just need to kind of make offers and let other people decide. So we don't need to make their decisions for them. And then lastly, I want you to pay attention to the trends and introduce that trending language into what you're doing because nine times out of 10, hairstylists have been doing the trends forever. We made the freaking trends, okay? We are the beauty influencers. So by bringing that language back into the salon and into the chair and talking to our clients about it with professional products, we get to benefit from it. We get to benefit from the trends versus feeling like we're fighting the trends. We're on opposite ends. So I hope that this helps you guys. Please feel free to save this, watch it again, and leave a comment or jump into my DMs and let's continue this conversation. I know sales are very uncomfortable. Um, I know my hands literally used to shake just asking people to make their next appointment with me. Okay, I remember those days. I've literally been there. So jump in my DMs. Let's talk about it more. But I hope that this gives you a jump start on how to think about sales a little bit differently and hopefully increase your average ticket, increase your retail sales, get your clients obsessed with you, get new clients in to see you and all of that good stuff. So thank you so much for joining and I will see you all next week. Hey you, I see you working so hard. I know that you're trying all the things and yet word of mouth continues to be the only way you're trickling in new clients. At this pace, you know it's going to be another three to five years to reach your goals. You see others out there making progress and honestly, it seems really easy for them. You're wondering what is missing? I want you to know this isn't your fault. Most likely you've been copying and pasting methods that have just worked for someone else instead of having a method as unique as you. It can be different though, even if programs haven't worked for you before, even if you've struggled to follow through before, even if you struggle with ADHD, depression, or anxiety, even if you're new to the industry or older and this whole social media world feels so foreign to you, even if you don't want to make videos. It can be different. When you know the few things you need to focus on to actually generate money in your business, everything becomes clear. In five weeks, your business can look completely different. DM the word method to me on Instagram for details. It's at Renlopa official. I'll see you there.